Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Trumbull letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Welcome back to Trumbull, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Stephen Taylor. How are you two doing? Pretty good. Doing all right. Uh, you know, it's our prom, so we got to feel, we got to feel, we, we we did it. We did it, guys. We made it to prom. <laughs> Twice. Like, I, I, I feel like nobody really goes, like prom is not as big of a thing as it was. Like even when I went to my prom, it was like half our school didn't even go. They were just like, oh, fuck it. We, we don't. Well, I feel like there is something in common, at least me and these prom night movies, and it's that I did receive some trauma from my prom. Oh. Um, yeah, well, not like that a whole bunch of my friends got murdered by some supernatural, malevolent um, old prom queen. Um, <laughs> but more like I went with the wrong person and had the wrong ideas of like because i i asked a girl to go to the prom with me and which is all good right and you know i was like hey if everything i was thinking if everything goes good maybe we i can start dating this person or whatever well they decided to go to a rave the night before my prom and we're all fucked up on on like ice which i think is like it's like speed and meth and all just oh, shit yeah. mixed together. Oh yeah, it, it was awesome. So she was like burning out on that, and so we went to the prom. And then, rather than go to the dry after grad, because fuck that, who wants to go to that? Except for you know straight edge people. Power to you. Yeah. Um, but uh, we decided to go to E three at the Korean Cultural Center on Hastings. Mm. And so we were there, it was a rave, and we are we are pumped, and, at, you know, when we left, um, I was like, oh, that was so much fun, I wish we didn't have to leave, and she just fucking screamed at me, well, you should go back then! Oh, wow. Oh! Holy fuck. Yeah, no problem. So, yeah. So, yeah, it, it didn't go exactly, it's not that American Pie dream that you want, you know? Uh, yeah, my... Mine was really just funny because I was an idiot and ended up uh, asking two people to prom and not realizing it. So <laughs> I asked the first person. So then by time it was like coming time to prom, the first girl that I asked, she's like, so are you ready? And I'm like, uh. Oh, no. uh-oh. Oh, I'm actually not graduating this year. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up taking two girls to prom and it was okay. It was, but it was pretty funny because everyone was like, oh. Some people were like, oh, he's a complete idiot. Most of the guys were like, yeah, fucking rock on. Um, but yeah, so anyways. Uh, yeah, just try not to invite two people to prom. Just write it down in a calendar or I don't know. Nowadays you have phones. You can just put a little reminder in your phone. I've already asked somebody to prom. But uh, yeah, so anyways, that's my prom story. Because there's not many times on this podcast we're going to talk about prom. But when it's the prom night double feature, that's it. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Well, what the hell is Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2 even about? Well, I can tell you right now, it's nothing to do with the first movie at all. 
Zero. Yeah. Absolute zero. Yeah. And it's an Edmonton story this time. Yeah, which very funny, also Canadian. Uh I do like the through line that this all happens at the same school. I will say as <laughs> as, as much as this doesn't hold any kind of connective tissue to the first movie i'm like this school just has a lot of fucking shit going on like not mm-hmm. even keeping into account the fact that like a chick got burned in the 50s and then yeah you've got the whole thing that happened with the movie in the first movie and then the current events in the second movie i'm like this school's got a lot of shit going on how does the school even still open like if like the school district would be like we're just shut the shit down like no we're done um, but yeah, um, yeah, oh, did I give my, the official summary? Anyways, 30 years after her accidental death at her 1957 senior prom, the tortured spirit of prom queen, hello, or not hello, uh, Mary Lou Maloney, uh, returns to seek revenge. Um, I will say when she returns at the end of the movie and you got her fucking gnarly ass creature effects. I, I kind of dug that. I was like, that's kind of cool, actually. That was mm. crazy. And the, the, the fact that she steps out of that girl's stomach, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, there's some... I don't know. There's there's some cool shit in this movie. There um, is. A lot of it doesn't make any sense, but... <laughs> it's like when someone says something cool and you're like, I don't know how that ties into the conversation we're just having. It's kind of like this movie is, like, the film version of that. Like, it's cool stuff. I don't know how it all ties in together, I don't even know if it has to, but I don't know. I, I had fun with this movie. Um, when was the first time we watched this movie? I can't mm. remember. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember at all. Uh, yeah, I think we were saying uh, earlier for me, this is... I, I have uh, never seen any of these movies before. I've seen probably parts of the second movie, this one, but... I can't remember. Like, I haven't seen the full movie, that's for sure. Like, this was my first time watching the full movie. Um, mm. What about you, Taylor? Yep, same. I watched a double feature, prom, first prom night, and then this one right after. It was definitely my first time watching this podcast. Nice. Just crazy that this movie is all about, based around being haunted by a crazy slut. <laughs> Yeah, like, we can and, we can all like, agree that she kind of deserved it, right? Yeah, it's all kind of stereotype too, and it's just like, do you think this movie like, would have been saved if Tinder existed back then? <laughs> Maybe oh a little goodness. bit, but it feels like it. It feels like um, that both movies have just like this kind of hate, not hate, well, maybe even hatred or like. Or a kind of misunderstanding of female sexuality. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's it's a little bit like like they almost pulled or pre-pulled the Jennifer's body, but in a mm. in a much nastier way. Almost like they're not they're not giving Vicky or Mary Lou any empowerment. They're just kind of not from an actual female perspective. At least it's just like nasty sexual kind of i don't know it it felt weird well it's just a wild take to be lecherous and demonizing at the same time yeah 
I will say it's also interesting because literally the recording after this, we're talking about Jennifer's body, which is very <laughs> good reach. Much better take on on getting possessed by a demon than this movie. And that'd be actually be really great because that'll snug up real nice because isn't Lisa Frankenstein out in a few weeks? Yeah, I'm actually seeing it tomorrow. Oh, you lucky, lucky guy. I'm excited for this movie. I hope Zelda knocks it out of the park. Me too. Because I love her and I just want the best for her. And it's got Catherine Newton. Come on. Like in a goofy comedy horror written by Diablo Cody. Yeah. All of this is good. All of this is just good stuff to me. And I think if Jennifer's body got released now, it would be a hit. Yeah. I would see that. Yeah. We got it and the craft. Yeah, Ooh, that's Ooh. solid. That's solid, yeah. solid stuff right there. We need a good palate cleanser after the stump feature. Right? Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I already, uh, you know, it's it's been a bit since I've seen both of those movies, but I'm already feeling like high marks already. So, for sure. Um, okay. Uh, Clarissa says the locker room scene. OMG! Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is wild, and like. Almost unnecessary. Yeah. Like, I know we're all about, like, in this era, we're all about, you know, titties and nudity and stuff like that. But didn't this just feel, like, unnecessary? Sure. It it went on a little long. Yeah. And there were a lot of, like, full body shots. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. it was like, mm, it does feel a little zoomed out in some scenes. <laughs> it does. It, it feels exploitative. For only for the reason to get nudity into your moves because that's how you get butts in the seats and that's I don't know I don't I don't know they like getting decades past it and and everything it just it feels weird now like I don't feel like that horny teenager anymore that needs to see that kind of shit mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it doesn't add to the story or anything and it just it just feels so exploitative and you just hope that those women got paid well but you know they didn't. Mm. Yeah, I mean, especially with the scene that we had where she's, like, becoming possessed and getting, like, groped in her bed by the ghost or whatever. <laughs> that scene's so um, fucking weird. That, that the was... sheet groping? Yeah, that <laughs> felt very much like someone who was making this movie just really wanted to see... Like, that's a kink for them, you know? That's what that, <laughs> that's what that scene felt like. Yeah. Um, because I... I I don't I don't understand why else that scene needed to be in there. You you could have that scene without the the weird groping shit. <laughs> I mean, yes, uh definitely could have it, it wasn't necessary, but I feel like the movie was still like Yeah. I, I think it's also a carryover from like Carrie and other movies like that. Like obviously there was other movies that had scenes like that and yeah, I think it I think it's a case of uh, filmmakers taking the wrong lessons from other movies, like looking yeah. at how like, <laughs> successful Carrie is, and like it must have been from all the nudity. And it's like, eh, no, I think it's probably because of other reasons. But I mean, yeah, I, I, it's so interesting to see that, like, when a movie's popular, you always see filmmakers and studios trying to like, yeah, replicate its success. And again. It's not always uh, one-to-one what everyone else is all on the same page of. And in a case like this, I, I, 
to me it was like okay you're just ripping on carrie at this point but again mm-hmm. i don't think most people probably were going to see carrie because of the locker room scene no <laughs> no or i don't know maybe they were but it just seems a little weird but i did like the the locker getting crushed spoiler for best kill that was fucking that was fucking yeah weird. Uh, Ronnie says, this is the kind of artsy, horny, elevated horror that we now associate with A24, but I dig it. Can't bet against Michael Ironside. What? I what? Know, I don't know if I would say this is like an A24 movie. A24? What? I, I don't... I, think, I, think... I don't. I don't. I'm trying to think of gratuitous nudity and stuff like that in A24, and the only ones that I can settle on is X, but it's empirical to the story, so I don't... Yeah. I'm confused. I'm con- I don't know. I I don't see the the connection between this and A24. I don't see it personally, but Yeah. I'm not going to say they're wrong, but I just don't I, I it didn't come off like that to me. I also would not call this movie elevated in any <laughs> no. sense. It no. feels it feels very schlocky to me, which I think yeah. is the exact opposite. Yeah. yeah, this is bottom of the barrel shit. Especially, especially in um, Mary Lou's kind of like the 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 reveal that Kurt was talking about earlier, I can see the mask. Yeah, you can see it. <laughs> you can see it around her neck. Yeah, like in clear shots. Like, yeah, I There's... don't know. I don't know. And especially like like if we're gonna look at horror A twenty four last year, how do I compare this movie to Talk to Me? I can't. Yeah, at all. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm confused by that take. Yeah, there there's like maybe an alternate universe version of this movie where maybe they they focus on more of the religious aspects that they try to pull in and less of the boobs that maybe would mm. make this kind of artsy, horny, elevated a little bit more. Um, but the final product of what this movie is, yeah, I I can't I can't get on board necessarily with that too much. Yeah, I. There, there, there is a more of a, a an emotional depth, or maybe, I mean, if we're talking a twenty four, a lot of trauma depth to their stuff, and I see none of it in this film. No, zero, zero. There's, it's all, it's. There's no depth. This is all on the surface. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I respect that you think that this is elevated, but no. This yeah, is, uh, this is definitely no Babadook here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, all right, best line in this movie. Ugh, it's another rough one. Yeah, I literally put the first one that I put was the exact same one as last time. The it's not who you come with, it's who takes you home. <laughs> because Which that's is the line that was I... accidental. Yeah. Which they just seems insane mean. to me. Yeah. I, even and and that and and that it took place at Hamilton are both accidents that they didn't mean to be co- connected to the first movie. Like, which sounds fucking insane. Yeah, you're that... making a movie that says prom night two in the title. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems yeah, that seems it seems fairly intentional. Like you, it's a word for word the exact same line. So I don't know. Someone snuck that in there. Someone who knew snuck that. Yeah. Um, I I would say the line right before the locker thing where she goes wap babaloobop wap bam boom and then the fucking lockers squish together. It's so great. <laughs> it's just so fucking stupid. Um, but I got a chuckle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's again, this is not an award <coughs> screenplay. Nowhere close, but um, uh, I, I did like how you know 
uh, when Buddy and Mary Lou are having sex, and Buddy, in the middle of sex, has time to ask, what did you do to get out from that square anyways? And I'm like, who in the middle of sex is like, how did you get out of that appointment you had earlier? Like, <laughs> like, please, in the middle of this, like, amazing moment, can you please tell me, what did you do? Like, no, just, 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 what are you doing, buddy? You deserve to die, honestly, after that. Um, all right. Uh, best performance. Michael Ironside, maybe? Just because it's Michael Ironside? It is Michael Ironside, but he was better in Visiting Hours, which is roughly around the same time. Yeah. Um. Or no, wait. Visiting Hours is a while, a little while before this, because this is 87? Yeah, um, when was Visiting Hours? Yeah, this is hours? rough. Uh, I, I think it was 80. Okay, yeah. Eighty-two. It was nineteen eighty-two. Yeah. So he had a little bit more up top in the hair department <laughs> that yeah. time, and that pleather tank top combo. Yeah. Plus, it's also Michael Ironside playing a killer kind of makes more sense than him playing mm -hmm. know, a principal who's carrying around a dark secret. I don't know. My, Anyways, go ahead. I might go with the uh, the other only other person that I recognized in this movie. He was going by Justin Lewis at the time. Uh, Louis Ferreria who plays uh, Ironside's son in this one. Yeah, mm. uh, he would go on to do like Star uh, Stargate Universe and a bunch of other stuff. Um, because he's an Edmonton kid too, right? So that's uh, it was kind of like local casting. Wasn't he mm. bad too? I think he was. Yeah, yeah. And um, he's going to be in that uh, Shogun series as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, and he was also in Man in the High Castle. He's done a lot of TV. Oh, he was the Say My Name guy from Breaking Bad. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. Best kill. I've already said it before, but the locker getting crushed. Even though the blood looked kind of shitty... I, I still just like the fact that they crushed a locker with a with someone in it. Not, not, not real, obviously, but it's just, it was a cool effect. I, I, I dug it, even if it's not the best. Yeah, I would agree with that one, too. Um, also, the kid getting electrocuted at the computer was just, like, wildly stupid. Because all of a sudden, he's possessed <laughs> later in the movie. Yeah. I, like, which is, like, well, that was the thing that can happen? I think they, like, forgot the rules or they forgot what they're what the guide was, but all of a sudden, like, what's he possessed with? Mm -hmm. is, is Does he have Mary Lou Maloney inside him? Or is is he just got electricity running through him? Like, I, I don't even know what the fuck. Yeah. Uh, I also liked the random-ass kid at prom where uh, one of the lights falls and stabs her through Dabs the him. stomach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was expecting more of that. I was like, oh, those, all those, because why have all those neon bulbs? Like, it was just haphazardly insane. The whole prom setup and the, even like the light up, like, picture to like show the winner and stuff. Like, how much money does this school have? Mm, especially, yeah, this is the same school that bought that freaking dance floor, too, you know? Yeah, so, right? Like, what's they, their budget? They only budget for prom. That's the, <laughs> Everything <laughs> that's else the is, answer. Their cafeteria is closed. Like, every, they have no <laughs> other things going on. They don't have a football team. They got shit. Yeah, exactly. Literally 
just tortilla with like tomato sauce and <laughs> it's a pizza shut up <laughs> it's like, we're, trust us we're really just saving our money for prom yeah. <laughs> but our prom is fucking wild yeah you might die but it's gonna be great <laughs> see one of those light tubes it's gonna go right in your belly but you'll have a good time beforehand <laughs> exactly um alright cool dumbest decision I mean open uh, the fucking trunk mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah weird ass trunk I like that she came out of it all gooey at the end like what oh Mary Lou when she's on stage yeah that was kind of cool. No, no. The what's her name? Uh, Vicky. When she, when, when uh, Craig is able to get her out of the uh, the crate, she comes out all like gooey, like she was just birthed or something. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh god. Well, I didn't really get that. They had extra money in the budget. They were like, let's just make her gooey. Like, let's just put her. Let's put some goo on her. Yeah. That's what the audiences love. They love goo. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the the Mary Lou effect at the end when she's all zombified or whatever that was actually mm-hmm. pretty cool I, mm-hmm. I was surprised that the movie had it in it to do something that cool um yeah um but yeah opening the trunk has gotta be probably the dumbest thing because it's like that's what starts the whole thing mm-hmm. well i mean mm-hmm. arguably it's michael ironside burning her alive but that that was an accident he didn't uh, mean it (laughs) yeah you can tell he's like when he's like oh someone helped put that out it's like yeah the the fire you started yeah that would that would be helpful okay i think it's time to rate this movie what do we think of for a score i'm gonna give it a five okay Okay, no i'll give it a six It, it is a it is a bit entertaining but fuck is it stupid that yeah. Unequivocally true. It is I, not a smart movie. I think I'm gonna copy Steve's six. Yeah, there were there were things that I was like, oh, that looks fucking sick, and then there were things that I was like, oh, that looks fucking stupid. So it's kind of a, a mixed bag for me. I definitely enjoy this one more than the first one, that's for sure. Um, even though there were also some scenes that I was like, uh, I don't I'm getting too close of a look inside someone someone's head who made this movie like there's just too mm-hmm. much shit going on that i'm like i don't need to see this this is too much information yeah. um but other than that it, it was yeah it was it was fun there were some fun moments and uh yeah six six is my score i'll give this an eight because of red-eyed horses showing up randomly oh yeah, <laughs> yeah with the tongue <laughs> the weird ass tongue yeah or, uh, wild yeah this movie's just i don't know it's it's not great arguably you could tell you could say there's better canadian horror movies but i don't know there's just something about this movie that just charmed me and i had a good time with it <laughs> even though it is incredibly stupid it makes no sense <laughs> like i'm pretty sure the filmmakers if you asked them like you know held this up to scrutiny at all they would just be like i don't know what you're talking about yeah <laughs> So, I don't know. I still had a t- uh, fun time with it. Uh, even if, yeah, it's it's a movie that probably doesn't hold up to any level of scrutiny at all. But, I don't know. I had a good time with it. I mean, smoking weed. 
probably did not hurt this movie's odds. Yeah. Mm, yes, watch so. this movie slightly inebriated and you will have a much better time. You might not be able to follow the story as much, but I think you'll have a much better time. It yeah. almost kind of played like a music video where it's like, it's all about visuals. There's no plot. That's kind of the best way I could describe this movie. It's like, the plot doesn't matter. It's just, there's a zombie... <laughs> zombie uh, prom queen. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Uh, a zom queen. Yeah. Okay, zom queen. Yeah. Zom queen. Uh, should have said, "Hello, Mary Zom." Which <laughs> continues through to Mary Lou continues into the third movie, from what I see, but then not the fourth movie. That's. I mean, I I was looking at the letterbox scores for the other movies, and they all drastically drop off. So yeah, something tells me I'm not missing much. No, it doesn't seem like it. I don't think it will. I don't see us doing three or four. On oh, this definitely podcast. not. No, I mean, I, I I yeah, I think the 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 double feature is all we need for the prom night series. Yeah. <laughs> I I think we kind of t- got to take a little bit of a Hellraiser rule on this one. Yeah, because I think with Hellraiser, we did three. We're like, I think after that, we're... I think we're good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's not like Nightmare on Elm Street, where even, like, some of the bad movies are still Mm -hmm. entertaining. Like... Like, Freddy's Dead is something that we... Yeah, we could cover, because it's it's terrible, but it's interesting. There are at least some decent kills and other stuff that makes it entertaining. Yeah. Even if, like, plot, acting, all the other conventionally... Stuff that makes a movie entertaining and good is not there. Exactly, but I don't see us doing like waxwork for anything like weird. <laughs> no, no, I still think it was good that we we at least uh, you know uh, check these movies out because yeah, you know they are highly regarded by some. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and there's no promise that you know if we talk about these movies, we're gonna hold them in the same high regard. Uh, no, Lord knows we didn't. Uh, but and some things don't age well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I could see, like, honestly, if you saw this movie in 87 or 80 for the original, yeah, like, sure, these were probably entertaining at the time, and I'm sure some people probably have, like, held on to these movies uh, since it's on, but I, I think there's way better horror out there yeah. than these two movies, to be honest. I mean, so was Curtains at its time, so. <laughs> yeah, there was a point where Curtains was uh, considered a great movie, but yeah. probably not anymore. No. Not anymore. Not weird skating <laughs> skating with a weird mask. Yeah. That scene, I, I always think about that scene. That is a pretty cool scene, but... <laughs> yeah, it's so wild. It's literally the only great thing about that movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, well, Steve, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, and Threads, at the Steve Dead. Uh, you can find my website, stevestebbing.ca. I'm also on shifthez.ca with uh, Shane Hewitt. Uh, every week I'm putting out what the hell you should watch uh, in a video form so you can find me, uh, my name on uh, YouTube, Steve Stabbing. Please subscribe. That would be awesome. I'm also on After the Credits with uh, Marina, Bill, and Melissa. That one's monthly. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. 
Uh, right now, mainly you can find me on Instagram under the username Techronomicon. I update every time we upload an episode, and I'm uh, uh, trying to get updated on my letterbox movie scores as well for the movies we've seen on the podcast. Uh, my username on there is Circeanic because they won't let me change it for free. Yeah, no, that's I gotta complain about that. It's like, come on, Letterbox, just let me fucking change my username. Like, please, please. I set mine to like Fatal Quad because that's like what I use for some of my personal handles. But now everything I do is under Film Critic Kurt. Like, just let me change it for for the matter of just having everything sync up in life. That would be fantastic. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Um, cool. I'm over at uh, Three Angry Nerds. catch uh my review of uh such interesting interesting movies uh i don't, can't even remember the last things i really watched but uh it probably was not good stuff i mean there's been a lot of stuff i've watched lately that's just i don't know very underwhelming i can't think of anything that was like super great lately uh the teacher's lounge was good teacher's lounge freaking excellent i yeah. really 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 dug that film that's close to a perfect film for me i gave it a four and a half out of five yeah. um just a, a movie where noble intentions and but like morals collide to spin and shit out of control and yeah. it's fascinating to watch it's interesting because it's like oh teachers really do have it rough like and mm-hmm. then yeah probably mean girls is probably the best movie of the year so far for me I will say I enjoyed ISS a lot. Yeah. It was cool and really scarily plausible. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. And John Gallagher Jr. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong. Yeah. I, you know, I, anytime he shows up in something, I'm like, yeah, I love that dude. <laughs> we need more uh, of them. Yeah, I also really like Pilo Aspek, uh, who's in it as well. He's really great, so... Yeah. Yeah, think, it's a it's a decent movie, and by the director of Blackfish. Like, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, we also still have um, Lisa Frankenstein. That, that yes, I, yes. I would be surprised if that was not movie of the year contender. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like it will be. I hope so. I hope so. As far as last year, I get to finally see Poor Things on Thursday. So. Oh yeah, that. <sighs> So excited! That's a wild movie. Uh, I can't wait. Try to watch that with the most conservative crowd you can, because that's yes. I'm in Penticton, so that's probably exactly who I'm going to be watching <laughs> it with. I so. mean, yeah, let's. Um, but yeah. Uh, cool. Well, yeah, we're doing a palate cleanser on the next one with Jennifer's body. Jennifer's body and the craft. I themed it as a feminist horror double feature, which. I don't know. I can't remember if both movies are... I think Jennifer's Body is more feminist horror. I'm not too sure about The Craft. I haven't seen The Craft. In yeah, time, but... Andrew Fleming made The Craft, so the fact that the fact that Jennifer's Body is written by a woman and directed by a woman is, I, yeah. I'd say, a better indicator because, yeah, Andrew Fleming is the guy behind The Craft. Yeah, but we'll watch both movies and talk about them in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, until, until next time, everybody. Uh, bye for now.